<laughs> oh. Yeah, and I mean, it's like a whole like ceremony, and then they'll like ring the instrument, and you're like, mm -hmm. so I feel like something's actually happening. Yeah. Oh, so okay. I, I think they do help. I do believe they help, actually. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Is this your first time here? Yes. What's your name? Carl. How old are you, Carl? Twenty-four. You're twenty-four. Wow, you're like a kid. I thought you were like 18, 19, 17. Black don't crack. <laughs> right. Oh, you don't know to come on up? Oh, sorry. Good morning, welcome to church. Uh, please, no food and drinks on this side. Silence of cell phones, good time right now. Um, bathroom is out that door to the left. It is a fellowship, so when the mic comes around, about this distance is professional distance. And um, anyone who wants to move up, please feel free. And that's all. Take it away, Jesse. Woo! That's right. Are they ready? They're starting the stream. Just hold on. Oh, okay. 'm morning welcome to church I'm Jesse Peterson you can get involved by going to our chat line on a YouTube thing there and Hake will respond to your questions comment pass them on to me I do appreciate it and good morning y'all how's everybody so listen we have a a special treat for you before we get into the conversation today and um, so this young lady who uh, attends our service now. Her name is Lee J. She told me one Sunday, I guess, that she could sing. I'm like, what the? Really? She's like, yeah, I'm really good at it. And so I just, I don't know, hey, I want you to do an opening, do a song for us on Sunday. So she's going to do one now. Call your mama, call your daddy, call the inmates. Call everybody. It's going to be amazing. Though I never heard it, I just believe it. All right? <laughs> so I give you Lee J. Come on up, Lee. Amazing. Hey. Hey. Happy Chinese New Year. This is Chinese New Year? Yeah. What the? Yeah. How appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> the year of the rabbit that's right okay so there's actually lyrics on the chair it's a it's an original song but um if you want to sing along that'd be amazing okay i'll step down so i can read my lyrics okay okay this song is called uh take me as i am and it uh 
really follows a lot of the, the messaging about thinking and getting in our thoughts and getting lost in our thoughts. I get lost in my thoughts Don't know which way is up When I'm falling down Oh, I get caught in all the talk when I am lost in my thoughts. I get down on my knees and pray for all of my wrongs. Oh, let me be saved and on your angel. I'll find my peace for always and all days. So take, take me as I am. Oh, be my love, oh, be my friend. And say to me, you're beautiful. I am Jesse, God bless you guys. Thank you for being here. And uh, yeah, happy Chinese New Year. Wow. That was amazing. I'm surprised. You had to all shy like you can't speak up. That was very nice. Very nice. Thank you. Yeah. Do you have other music out there people can find online or anywhere? Yeah. Yes. How can they get it? Oh, it's on Spotify and YouTube. Speak through that one. Oh, it's on Spotify, YouTube. Oh, and and under what? Under who? Oh, Lee J. Lee J. L I J I E. Lots of dots in a row. L I J I E. Amazing, amazing. Thank you. Good Thank job, you. too. That's nice. Thank you. You're welcome. I like real talent. Nothing like real talent, huh? Um, can you move this? Take this down too. Okay. So you missed it. You were late. Mexicans are always late. I was on 
time. <laughs> he was on time. One messing on time. Early. Nice. Very nice, though. Thank you. Um, so, I was... Uh, any questions or comments, anybody? Okay, right here. This young lady right here. I wanted to share <clears throat> last week with you my appreciation, and I allowed the enemy to talk me out of it, and briefly <laughs> I said something to you on my way out. But I just want to really um, say, Jesse, that what you're doing is, is so big, it's huge, and you're changing lives, and a lot of what you say is difficult to hear, I'm, I'm sure, for many, because I see the pushback that yeah. you get on your shows, and uh, many of your guests, and this is not coming from a place of judgment, um, confirm your, your point. They, they, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's right there, and they don't even realize they're, they're doing that. Um, what you say about um, the false narrative of racism to um, the victim mentality of, of many blacks and uh, women being inherently evil, all of that is so true, and it's not just coming from a place like when I have heard many of these things that you've said for the first time, as I shared before, it's not just that it's, okay, that, that, that's right. It's a knowing. Yeah. It's a knowing. So I wanted to first say that. And the next thing I wanted to say briefly is you received a call on one of your programs after sharing a video of a young man who was uh, tased. <clears throat> this caller's oh, name yeah. was Natasha. And this, again, is not coming from a place of judgment. I just want to be very clear because I know that there are people out there listening, just want to be clear. Um, it's fascinating to me how someone could see with their own eyes events taking place and continue to be in denial. And that is a big part of the problem. I think that so many of us are just enmeshed in our emotions and that blinds us from yeah. the truth. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. This is all brand new to me. And the last thing I want to say is the silent prayer is so key. Um, for those out there listening, um, just give it a, I, I say to just test it out to see. The try. results are, uh, they're immediate. So I just wanted to um, share right those things with you. Thank you. I'm glad it's happening. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, one reason that a uh, human being can't see is because all human beings are wicked. There's not one that's not wicked. And that's why we must be born again of the heart so that God can take the spirit of wickedness from the heart and replace it with his love. And, when, and his love is light, is everything. Then you start to see what's going on. I remember uh, years ago when we first started out, we used to do a lot of protests over the downtown, everywhere, right? And we were protesting the borders being opened, all kinds of stuff that was happening. And so I was thinking today, when I reflect on that time, a lot of people who protested with us are now dead and because they were older people, and some were younger, but they're now dead. And I was thinking of the time, I can't think of any time that protesting has done anything good. 
it's like I don't I don't know of a time whether it's for abortion, against open borders, protect America, uh, whatever the drag queen stuff. I don't know one time when human beings have ever protested and something good came out of it. I know many times when bad things came out of protest. You can protest with something bad. One example, the abortion issue. They protest every year they have this annual march thing in Washington, D.C. against abortion. And thousands of people show up and they have picket signs and they chant. And we used to do the same thing, so I totally understand it. And they do this and that. But then abortion is still happening. It, it, it like more so than even before they start protesting. And then they had one this past weekend. I think it was like a 50-year celebration about abortion. But they were so happy that abortion was taken out of the U.S. Supreme Court. But I'm thinking taking the, it should be a state issue anyway, but taking it away from the U.S. court, it didn't stop abortion. They just did the right thing and let the state handle it. But abortion is happening more now than any other time. And so do anyone know of any time that big protests have happened, any time in history, and it turned out to be a good thing? You know Tyree? Okay. I don't know that this uh, this will uh, qualify, but you familiar uh, Memphis bo- uh, bus boycott in, in nineteen fifty five? That was a form of protest. But nothing good came out of it, though. I'm talking about protests when good came from it. Any time in history, I know a lot of you are history buffs, so you may know them. But that that wasn't good, right? I mean, that was a bad thing. Bad, when you protest for evil, evil happens. When you want abortion, when you want open borders, when you want drag queen shows, when you want this or that, those things happen. But I've never known a protest over the years for anything good and good came from it. Now, I'm, I'm black and slow, so I could be missing it. Maybe you guys know. Uh, who, I saw a hand, another hand. You know of a protest when something good came from it? I'm... Well, the, I believe so. The, um, in the Middle East, they had a, this man was protesting uh, how unfair the government was treating him, and so he burned himself. I mean, that was a form of protest, you know. And, uh, but nothing good came from that. He did. They, they overthrew the, the dictator, I think, eventually in the Middle East. Like, and it started like a line of like... How about in America? I, I don't okay. know about all that. I, I meant like in this country, oh, okay. a Christian country. I don't. None comes to my mind. Yeah. Yeah. You ha- okay? I love this country. No, me too. With all my heart. Yeah. So I can't prove it. I can't show you. Okay, uh, we did the protest, and okay, this person was saved for the protest. Was saved? What do you mean? I said I cannot prove that protests, good protests, good people protesting, changed something. I can't prove that. But what I can say is that um, it's about changing the minds, and a lot of times it's done in secret. Uh, for instance, at abortion clinic, I've heard of women saying that No, they, I just want to know if there are times where there have been protests for good, something good. Thousands of people showed up, and something good came out of what well, we all knew about it, that good came from it. Parades? 
Uh, Who? Like a Fourth of the Fourth of July parade. That's not a protest, man. Well, it's it's a, type a of celebration. Protest, celebration, you know. Yeah. It's it's a question not clear. Okay. Well, I go back to the abortion, uh, the abortion rally, and how that has. There have been women who, who were were stopped at going that, and that's a saved life right there. But it hasn't stopped abortion. Uh, no, it hasn't. But it stopped it. It stopped it for this one person because it's an individual. But I'm talking about. Maybe I'm just not clear, but I'm talking about anybody know a major protest in this country ever where something good came from it and we all knew that something good came from it. Because they could be saying, oh, this woman decided not to have an abortion. We don't know that. Yes, right here. Um, I'm not a history buff either, but so I'm taking a guess. Does anyone know how the, like, Speak the, up for me. the Vietnam War protest? Is that on? Oh, okay. Speak up the way you were singing. Beautiful music, by the way. Thank you. Um, like the protests against the Vietnam War. I, that's the only thing that came to me. But that's still a mess. Right? People made a lot of money from that, but it still didn't turn out the way that... Because we used to protest with the Vietnam people that were left over, and they were complaining how it was just a government thing but it really didn't help the people. People made money from it. Contractors made money from it. But it didn't help. Do you have your hand? Yes. So one more, then we move on. You had your hand, right? Okay. As a matter of fact, for some of those wars, when the, when the military came back, they were spit on by the people. Yeah. They were cussed out. They were treated poorly. So, so protests don't help. Not for the good. It helped for the evil. Yes, sir. One more, and then we move on. Um, I disagree completely. Uh, about what? About your generality there. Protests so do help. Some a, of them do help. No, no, Some no, no, of them no, don't. No. Hold on, hold on. It's not like an agreement or disagree. I'm asking a question. Okay, okay. Sorry about that. When was there, in this country, were there ever a major protest happening and things got better? Yes. Um, I mean... I remember, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, um, all these people were protesting about the $15 minimum wage. And now it's kind of been accepted now that $15 is okay. Before, when when people protesting about the $15 minimum wage, like 10, 12 years ago, everybody was like, that's crazy. And now it's like, you know what? Wages should go up. And I noticed that Amazon's paying better, Taco Bell's paying better, Target's paying better. So, I mean, it's but shocking. tell me something good just came it out came of it. It came out of it. Not it's bad, raised the bar but in the terms of, of the wages. I know, but the government doesn't have a right to tell a private company what to pay. So that's not good. I, and people I, do eventually accept evil. They'll say, oh, I don't yeah, think $15 I know, is evil. I know that it's wrong. I'm not saying $15 is not evil evil or not. But what I'm saying is the government doesn't have the right to tell private business what to do, what to pay. And as a result of that, they do now. And and people accept it as though it's a good thing, but it's not good for the company because they have to hire people that don't want to work, they're late, they're 
because of the law. So that's not a good thing. Do you have a good example? It is a good example. Amazon's paying more. Target's paying more. <laughs> Taco Bell's paying more. It's incredible. I love the, I love the people that had the guts to do it 50, do, do 50, 10, 50, 12 years ago. Let me ask this because of time. Okay. Do the government have a right to tell you how much to pay your employees? There are laws in the land, labor laws. You I have, know there are, but the question is, do... Does the government have the right to tell you as an employee uh, what you should pay your employees? 100 percent, yes, because oh. there's such thing as called minimum wage right before. It, it, I mean, I mean, it, it's, it's changed the mindset of so many Americans now. That's so like, where is your freedom of having your own business if the government tell you what to do with it? There's limited freedoms in every country, right, uh, even included United States. So you have to accept that it's part oh, okay. of. The freedom of being in the United States. There's some restrictions. What do you think about him? Except, what did you just say? I mean, I, right here. I don't necessarily understand what he's saying. I don't know that that's what you're talking about. I think that was just legislation that went into place that but eventually are, led up to. What he's saying is that there are unions and things that have protests and they want more money. And that's true to me because I used to work for unions. So I know they do do that. They make the employees mad. They, the the, op, the uh, workers of the union go into a company and they tell the lazy employee, you need to be mad. You're not making enough money. You need to be, this company will rip you off. You should be making $15 an hour. And the lazy person said, oh, yeah, that's right. And then so the lazy person go and whisper to the hardworking people, you're not making enough money. Do you, you want to have a meeting to help us make enough money? And so the smart people join forces with the lazy people like, yeah, we do want most money. But when they make that money, that money goes to the union. It doesn't, because now you got to pay more union dues. It, it goes to the, for the union to be having major parties. I used to work for a union. And before I went to work for them, I worked for the hospital, right? And then I went to work for the union. They'd be having amazing parties. Oh, some of the best part is lots of food, and they give you cars to drive and gas, and all you have to do is convince the people to vote for the union. But the people don't get the money. The employees don't get the money, really. They get it, but it goes into union dues and things like that. And so he thinks that it's good that the union forced the companies to, make, to pay the employees more money. He doesn't see the behind scenes set up. Whereas a, a decent employer would pay a hard-working, devoted employee right anyway most of the time. They would pay them fairly. and wouldn't have to need the union. And that employee would get all the money, all the money, all their little extra raise. You see what I mean? I just, I understand. I'm not really familiar with that, but I just, I know that the minimum wage was set at whatever it was for so many years. I think that there's a natural cost of living sort of, you know, increase that will go into effect. But yeah, I'm not really familiar. He believed with. that the union, that the government should be able to tell you as a business owner how much to pay the employee. Well, I disagree that the government should be involved in any business yeah. uh, decision like that. Yeah. So I don't agree with that. The whole point to this is that human nature is evil. It's wicked. There's nothing good about human nature. Even a nice person is evil. As a matter of fact, a nice person is worse or they're not showing it outwardly how evil they are, right? 
I, um, a, a guy called my show this week. He'd been married for six years, I believe. Married for six years. And he would not, I think he was, maybe another car said this, but he would not let his mother know that he was married. He wouldn't tell her because she would go out of control. She didn't like the girl when he was dating her, according to him. And he married her. He, he, he told the other family members to see about the, the marriage. But he, he is afraid to, to let his mother know that he got married because she's going to go and attack not only him, but the rest of the family members for not telling her, telling them, for them not telling her. Isn't that evil? What the? So I told him to get his mama the finger and, and move on with his life. You must be born again. The heart must change from hate to love. Otherwise, you're going to be lost. There ain't no way around it. You're just going to be lost. Um, I want to ask you, you said something about you've been going to the Catholic Church lately. Yes. Hold on a minute. And you said that you, yes. if I'm calling you wrong, correct me. Mm. You said you liked it because of the ritual things they do, right? Um, yeah, and the confessions. And what did you like about the ritual things? Because I believe, like, it's, it's happening, like... It's it's happening like the the faith. What's happening? The faith is 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 it's being created. What, what do you mean by that? Like everybody like joining in on the ceremony. It like it creates the faith. What faith? The belief in God. How does it create that? The harmony. The harmony. I don't understand. I'm, I'm black and slow, so yeah, I'm trying to get a... So you said that when they're going through the ritual thing, yeah. at the, the arena chime bells... It creates the unity. It creates... Because everybody is, like, joining in. So, like, everything is, like, um, in rhythm. So it just creates that, like, a stronger, like, faith. And how does it do that? The harmony, the belief in people. It just goes back to, I think, basics. Okay, so just to be clear, would they be doing the Hail Mary and Martha and James and, so, so and Leo? And they ring the bell and everybody get up and down a thousand times. And that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the knees start to hurt after all. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And then uh, they uh, put the smoke stuff and the little can thing and wave it. That is helping your faith? It does, yeah. How is it helping your faith? It's just, it's, it's just creating a stronger faith. I mean, it's, it just goes back to like, can you explain faith? Sometimes you can't. Sometimes it's beyond words, right? I mean, it's just something that you know. But you know that it's creating your faith. It's reinforcing it. I'm sorry? It's reinforcing it. How? It stays on your mind. It's, there's like just more symbolism. Symbolism? Yeah, for sure. How about uh, God said we shouldn't be doing all that stuff. That stuff needs to stop. We don't need that during the New Testament now. That was in the old days. And it's just symbolic. It has no meaning. What do you think about that? 
Well, I mean, I want to listen to what God says, but then sometimes I also do believe, like, sometimes you have to argue with God. I mean, you have to argue with God. Yeah, I mean, because it's a it's a it's a natural flow. I mean, you don't think your arms are too short to box with God. Well, but then who else can you take it out on? Right. I mean, if we're if we're controlling ourselves and we're trying to be good and we're trying to do all these things. Sometimes you are angry. Sometimes you do get mad. Yeah, so it's like, true. well, I'm not going to take it out on people. Right. And you well, take it can, out on God. Well, I mean, who can take it? And what would you say to God? Let's say you, and don't tell your personal business, but let's say you're struggling to do right and be right, and it's just not working, right? Mm-hmm. And so wh- how do you argue with God about that? What do you say to him? Well, I argue with him. I just tell him, like, hey, I mean, it's, it's not fair. It's not, you know, that's just what I go back to. It's not fair, right? And obviously. What's not fair? The conditions. The conditions. The okay, situation, so the your situation, situa- your, your situation not the, changing is exactly. Well, I'm not saying not changing, but it, like I said, it's an ongoing thing. But it's like you're a human being, right? So it's like you can't always process information non-emotionally, right? And just say, "Hey, oh, hey, it is what it is. It is what it is." You do get upset. You do get a, hum- right. you're a human being, right? So you do lash out. And what do you, you say to God? You don't lash out on people. You lash out on God. And what do you say to God? Give me an example, if you can think. What, would you, what do you say to God when you're bossing with him? What the hell, man? Really? What the hell, yeah. You say that to God? Yeah. yeah. I understand, man. I'm laughing about it, but I totally understand. No, I know, I know, yeah. I totally understand. And, and when you say, what the hell, God? Mm-hmm. What does he say? He just, he, he, well, he responds with a, a harder hit. You know what I mean? He, it's with the, a harder hit? Well, I mean, you're not going to win. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not going to win, but you're, you're, I guess it goes back to, I mean, well, this is just like what I personally believe, but you have to be able to stand in front of God too. You have to have some conviction in what you believe in. Sometimes, sometimes you know better. But you can't help it? Um, well, that just goes back to God. You just go back to that fight with God, right? Because when you fight with him, does it make your situation better? Does it work out after the fight? Yeah, it does. It does. You fight with him and then everything's fine? Um, it better. I wouldn't say fine, better. better. It doesn't get better, it just feel a little better. Things are clear. How old are you? 30. You're 30? Wow. Yeah. Uh, Getting up there. I totally <laughs> understand what you're saying, man. I really do. I just think it's amazing that you think you can fight with God. But I understand it. Well, I mean, but then how, really how, do you understand how can you stand in front of him then? I mean, you can't be scared of God. Have you ever stood in front of God? Why can't yeah, you, you, you're not afraid to boss with him? I mean, I, I, I had, I've had brain surgery and I'm, you know, I mean. Oh, he knocked your brains out? No, he didn't knock my brains out. But like, <laughs> I, I had enough, I had enough faith in my conviction where I was like, okay, well. I might not wake up, but I'm okay with that, you know? So I it, totally just, understand. it just goes back to, hey, God, like, this is my conviction. This is, like, my, my, my faith, you know? I think, God would, I think God would look fondly on faith than anything. I mean, as and, a man, I mean. And you say you've stood in front of God before? Well, yeah, I mean, me not knowing that I was going to wake up and me still 
being okay with with my I mean, beliefs. Like when you were boxing with him, you were standing in front of him boxing. Not literally, him? but but I'm saying like, just metaphorically, you know. Yeah, I understand, man. Have you boxed with God too? Let him have him. And this is your first time here? Yes. And you have not boxed with God? Um, well, no. Why not? Because so. I don't. Speak up for me into the mic. Uh, Speak from the chest. Yeah, no, I haven't boxed with God. And what do you do about your troubles when they don't end or they keep coming back? I'll just keep confessing it to him uh, see if things come back. Are you Catholic as well? Oh, okay. You just keep telling him, you know what, you probably keep coming back. What the? Well, I'll just confess my issues. Do they get prayers. better when you confess them? Um, I would say so. Do they change? I would think they do. Do you if overcome them? Um, yes. Oh, you do? So when you confess them, you overcome them? Uh, when I, I don't know about, when I speak from what I think is true or what I think um, I need help with or right. whatever. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. What will you say to this young man that's bothered with God? Uh, let's say you're walking down the road. He saw that you were real holy. You had a beautiful glow over your head. And the angel was singing. He could hear the angels. He's like, I'm, I'm bothered with God here. What would you say to him? Is this your first time here? This is my first time here. Oh, it is. is Welcome. Is this microphone on? It's. I mean, okay, okay, yeah, great. Just, yeah, speak on the. <laughs> yeah. Huh? It's just not amplified very much. Okay. Yeah, speak a little loud. Is it our fault? It's not her. Or she needs to speak up? It's, no, it's fine. It's just that we don't, we haven't turned this up very much. Why not? Hear it on the... Can we get it turned up? What's the purpose of having it if we're not going to hear it? It's fine. Of it, the purpose of the mic is so people can hear online. They're hearing it fine. Okay. Oh, not for us to hear. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Can everybody hear me? <laughs> uh, we hear you now. Okay. Yeah. What's your first name? How did you find us? My name is Rachel, and I found you because my sister Emily is in Ohio, and she's been watching your show for, I don't know, a handful oh, okay. of years, and she told me about you, and so I've started tuning in, and... I live around the corner, and I wanted to come oh, right on. <laughs> check it out. Nice. So this young man is fighting with God, yeah. bossing with him. And what would you say to him if he told you that? Walking down the road, and he said, you know, I'm fighting with God because it's not fair he won't resolve my issues. I tell him about him, and nothing gets better. I, have, I fight with him. What do you say about that? Well... I think that's perspective because if I'm walking towards him with a halo, like you said, <laughs> then I obviously can see from a different perspective right. that I would say, you know, chill out. He's already with you. All you need to do is have a conversation. If I, my perspective is in his shoes, which I probably relate to more than having a halo, <laughs> I would say, I feel you, you know, because. I, I don't know. I mean, my own personal relationship with God, I feel like he's always looking at me like, here she goes. She's going to pull out her boots and her big diaper, and she's going to stomp around and have an argument with me until yeah. she calms down and gets quiet and can listen. And so, so you argue with God, too? Yeah. 
You argue with God. I do. And, and can I hear <laughs> one of you? Can you give me an example of your argument with him? You argue with him. No, no, you don't have to put your personal stuff out there. Yeah, no. But I just want to hear how you argue with him. Um, it usually looks like um, my lack of patience and perspective, which ultimately sounds like this isn't fair. Why, why, why? I want an answer right now. I want you to be on my timeline and not yours. And, <laughs> you know. I understand that. And then I, you know. I've learned over the years I'm kind of like a tea kettle. I get really hot, and then once I calm down, that's when I can see and hear. But it, I don't know. My passion just takes me from zero to 60 first. I've learned to bring it down. So you're a passionate person? Yeah. And do you like being a passionate person? I don't know. You don't know? Sometimes. Do you you know... (laughs) Do you know anything but being a passionate person? Do you know life without being passionate? No. You've always been a passionate person? Yeah. Has that made you happy? Sometimes. Sometimes you're happy being passionate? I think it's a burden to carry sometimes. And then sometimes sure. you're not happy, right? So sometimes you're happy and sometimes you're not being that way. Yeah. It's a burden to carry passion? Yeah. So why do you carry that? Well, I've tried to fight it. I've tried to not have it be part of my character. And the truth is, is that's just how I've been made. And I've stopped trying to wrestle it. So it's more about acknowledging when it reveals itself and just having to learn how to walk through my life, knowing that I'm a passionate person. And it, it's beneficial in a lot of ways. It's just when you take the dark side of the moon and passion sometimes it gets a little yeah a little weird but you know i don't know that i told her, your sister watched the show you say she is watching right now did, <laughs> does she know that you're a passionate person she would agree yeah and did she tell you how to overcome that did she make any suggestions with jesse said do this or do that she does she does she often brings up things that you say to me and, <laughs> have you tried any of them so that you can yeah, overcome that yeah i listen that? i i i find that the learning is in the listening so I will listen Um, you know I I'm only sharing this just I don't know how um, I'm in recovery so I have a sponsor that is also often talking to me about teaching me how to listen what type of recovery are you in alcohol recovery yeah oh you used to be an alcoholic well, I still am. I just don't drink. You still are an alcoholic? Yeah. Do you want to... Not yet. Do you want to... Uh, do you want to never be an alcoholic again? Uh, and you can drink uh, reasonably in moderation. Well, that's why I'm in recovery. Do I you, don't want this to turn into a, a meeting about my recovery. No, it's not. But, but I'm saying, I'm just asking, do you want to get up and walk? I'm walking. No, not if you're afraid to take a drink. You're not walking. I'm not afraid to take a drink. I know if I drink, I'll die. You would die? Yeah. Physically? Yes. Why? Because I am powerless over alcohol. I'm sorry? I am powerless over alcohol. Interesting. Okay, we'll come back. Any questions for me? Not yet. (laughs) 
All the day right. is young. <laughs> this young man is bossing with God. So he's walking down the road, and he's like bossing with God. Because he doesn't want to take it out on people, so he's taking it out on God. God, this is not fair. What, uh, what would you say to him? Um, <clears throat> I'm known to be uh, pretty blunt. Um, it's all ego and um, emotion. Um, Do you know that you're unconscious right now? Do I know? Right this very moment, you're speaking in an unconscious state. Do you know that? Yes. How do you know you're speaking in an unconscious state right now? Um, I don't think I'm totally um, aware of what I'm doing. I am. I'm, it's like semi-conscious, I'll say. You're not even semi-conscious oh, right okay. now. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. Want me to tell you how I know? Yeah. Yes. Are you shaking? You're all nervous, a little shy, your legs shaking like you about to have a hissy fit. If you were conscious, you would not be shaking. You would just speak consciously. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Did you know your leg was going 90 I miles do, an hour? I do that. That's my life. I've done that, yeah, for... Speak up for me. I've done that many, many, for all of my life, for most of my life yeah. that I can remember. I have a friend who loved to eat good food, and when she's eating... When she's eating good food, her leg going 90 miles an hour. <laughs> and her mouth closed and she had... <laughs> I, like, I know that food good. That person is totally hypnotized. Anybody ever sh shake legs and forget why you're eating? When she like, I can tell when she made a good meal. <laughs> but anyway... But you're unconscious right now. Be conscious and tell him. Absolutely. Make your recommendation. Um, it's all ego and emotion. We're going to get it right this year. No more playing around. We're going to work at this this year. Okay. Um, we See think... how you're not shaking now? Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're aware now. Right. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, go ahead. Um, there's... You have to realize that really there is nothing you can do on your own, really. Um, and so it's it's a, a arrogance to think that you can argue or box with God. And I mean, and it takes a while to actually realize that because I've I've done that myself as well. I'm pretty sure maybe everyone in here has done that at some point. But um even with the uh, the ceremonies and stuff or whatever, the rituals, um, you can go to a concert. You can go to a hip-hop concert, and they're doing rituals there, and they'll get you the feeling like you're all on one accord. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's all ego, uh, and you just have to admit that you're wrong and, um, and let it go, and hopefully, um, well, God will if you truly let it go, then God will guide you and, and help you with any type of vices that you have. You have to truly let it go. But with that ego, you won't be able to let it go. Yeah. All the it's not the fact that it's not fair. It's the fact that you know it's fair. You know it's, it's all truth, right? But you, it's like... It's not, it's not the fact that it's not fair. That's for sure. What's not fair? Just whatever's happening, it's fair, right? I mean, 
What do you, you mean by fair? Because what I'm saying is like, because God's going to win, right? God's going to win. So it's like. <sighs> going to win what? The truth. The truth. God, the truth. God's not going to win the truth. Isn't God, God truth? is the truth. That's, yeah, God's He's truth. He's already won that. He yeah, is exactly. the truth. That's what I'm so saying. So there's nothing to win. So that's what I'm saying. So it's like, it's, it's, it's like processing information without like, like if someone hits you, right, you're going to want to hit back or you're going to like feel the hit, right? At so least you feel think it. God is hitting you with those problems? That's why you want to fight him back? Yeah, I mean. I'm sorry? Yeah. Why would God hit you with problems when he sent Christ to save you from problems? I don't know. I guess it's just the feeling to be perfect, like the need to be perfect. And so why would you think God would hit you with problems when he saved you from them? I guess I just don't know enough. Yeah. And you say you have a feeling to be perfect. Mm -hmm. What's that feeling? Well, it's the... The feeling that you're going to, if you're not, I don't know. I mean, it's like a pressure. So you have a pressure to be perfect. Yes. And where does that pressure come from? I understand what you're saying. I just want you to see it for yourself. Where does that pressure come from to make you want to be perfect? Myself. And how do you come up with that pressure? What do you mean? How do you come up with the pressure to make yourself to want to be perfect? Will you, do you look in a trash can or you look downtown? or Where are you getting the pressure from when you bring it on yourself? Where are you getting that from? Myself. And how do you, how do you create it? It's just myself. <laughs> so do you sit one day and say, you know what? I want to be perfect. I'm going to put some pressure on myself to make it happen. Do you say that? I'm just trying to understand it. Yeah. And, and it, it has never worked, right? In the 30 years of being alive, it's never worked, right? I can't say no because then it's like saying like my, like my whole life was a waste. I can't say no. So it has, you have been perfect at times? I have not, I have no, but it's the... The feeling, the need, it's, it's like the story of my life, I guess. I mean. Okay. What do you think about that? You want to be perfect too? Right here. Um, I don't know about perfect, but I could be Speak the from, from the chest. Do. So what? Um, I'm not sure about being completely perfect, but the best that I can be myself. Oh. Juliet. The best that a man can get. <laughs> and what is the best you can be? Oh, I don't think I figured that out yet. Uh, hey, but you want it? Oh, yes. Do you want to be perfect? Um, I think it's kind of tough to be perfect. I don't think nobody can really be perfect. Why not? But because so many things that can go wrong. I don't know. 
I just don't think it could be perfect. So why even try it in if you don't think it could be? Well, you're not trying to be perfect. You're just trying to be the best you can be. Yes. Oh, okay. But you're not trying to be perfect. Well, if being the best that I could be is perfect, then I guess that's... Have you ever been the best you could be? I don't think so. And so it hasn't worked? I can't hear you. No. And how old are you again? 24. So are you still going to try to be the best you can be, or are you going to let oh, that yes. go? Oh, yes. You're, still, you're not going to give up on it? No. Oh, okay. I mean, and how about you? Do you believe you could be perfect? Uh, no. And, and why not? That's a that's a fabrication. That's just like a. <laughs> well, it, it's just you know. <clears throat> I think that whole concept of being perfect comes from the Greeks and their statues and having oh. something being carved into perfection, and that's just not humanity. I mean, it's. Are actually, you a Christian? Yeah. Oh, okay. And so if God told you to be perfect, was he just playing? I usually have a lot of answers, and I don't know how to answer that. Um, I mean, perfect in him. In, in well, him. Does, you do know he tells you to be perfect as he is perfect, right? Right. I think that's... Uh, I mean, I just think I think that's where the spirit and the human mind start to wrestle because that like hurts my brain to think about that it because will, I it'll... because I have to unpack what my perception as a human being looks like in perfectness, and then I then I have to sit with God's what He's saying and His perception of what <laughs> He how I am perfect in Him, you know, and it can just turn into a blunder pretty right. quick and you know why because i'm thinking it'll blow your mind it'll blow your mind away you'll be like it'll be like a, a nuclear explosion yeah why? if you try to you can't figure that out your mind cannot conceive that yeah and you know why that is why your mind is of the devil right and the darkness cannot understand the light right it cannot so don't even try Never, ever try to figure it out again. You would never do it. it uh, it's already done. You just need to receive it. Mm. And I'm going to tell you in a minute how to do that. But don't try to figure out the things of God. You can't do it. That's 100% of my problem all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you try to figure out the things of God, right? Every human being on earth is trying that. Yeah. And all who try to figure out the things of God, they never do. Isn't well, that yeah. amazing? Yeah. So they start making up lies. Mm-hmm. Oh, God is this, and God is that, and God, 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 and they lie. Because they can't, the mind cannot conceive anything of God at all. It's impossible because it's, the mind is dark. There is no, no light in thoughts at all, zero. Isn't that amazing? It is. Um, a couple of people had a couple of questions. Then I'll come back to you. Did you have your hand about something? I have. This yeah, is a I've been so thinking relax. about. We just got a fellowship. I've been thinking about this. See how box. you're not shaking anymore? What do it feel like to be conscious right now? <laughs> I've suffered with that all my life. Yeah. yeah. We all have until we wake up. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm thinking about boxing or fighting with God. Uh, that's. 
I think that's the wrong approach because if you're boxing or fighting with God, it shows you have anger. And we've talked, I mean, you have talked a lot about how anger is basically the devil's workshop. And if you're having anger, you're fighting with God if you have anger. It's simple as that. There's no other way about it. Did so anger is evil. Did you overcome your anger? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to overcome, yes, because uh, have anger is, your, is... Have you overcome your, ing- your anger? I believe I have. I believe I have. I'm not as, as angry as I used to be. Have you overcome your anger? Maybe not completely. Have you overcome your anger? No. You're <laughs> killing me. So why, how are you going to tell this woman what anger is if you don't know? Because I, I'm not as angry as, as, as this gentleman is. It's not and, about you are. If you're angry, period, you're as angry as he is. Uh, I think there's certain levels. I mean, if it's possessing your brain and you constantly, I would never say I'm boxing or fighting with God because that means are. I have a lot of anger. If you're angry, you're fighting with God. You're fighting with truth. Yes. So you because are you're a lost soul if you, you have are, anger. You are fighting with God. And, and you're repeating this to this young lady because, uh, and to him because intellectually you know about it, but you have not discovered it yet. You see, you got to overcome the anger, period. And then understanding will start to come. Why not let the anger go? Uh, I mean, I... I I have. I think I've let the anger go. I'm not as. I'm not as bitter and angry as I used to be. A little bit of anger is as much as a bit bitter anger. I, I disagree. All anger is all evil all the time. I, I, yeah, but there's and certain levels anger, of anger. No. I, I mean, if it consumes your life and you're constantly thinking about it, it's it's like if you're angry how an hour you, a day versus like five minutes and it's minor, then it's okay. How did you come up with all that? Did they ever tell you no definitions well, like that? Well, obviously that's. Kind of like a generality. So I apologize for is that. Is anger the nature of the devil? Yes, it is. And so, how, how do you imagine how much nature of the devil you have? Either you're born again of God, or you're still of the devil. Oh my goodness! You're killing me. With these questions. Uh, Are you doing a silent prayer? No, I'm not. Will suffer and die? I know. I know. <laughs> I know. All right. Let me do this real fast. Okay, sorry about that. This young man in black want to tell the young man that want to box with God. What would you say? If he told you that, what would you say to him? You heard me say it to all of us. What would you, what's your, how would you help this young man? What would I tell him if he told me he was boxing with God? Because he, he wants all this stuff to be over with. He's been trying to get over his issue. He's gone to a Catholic church for a long time. They ring the bell. They smoke up the place, they hail Mary, they get up and down on their knees, they confess, and yeah, in a few days, he's still back in the same situation. And so he's like, God, what the? I, I'm going to say that all the, first I'm going to make a comment because I was, I was raised Catholic as well. Oh, so you know about that then. So I know about all that, and then we were recently, you know, in a Catholic church not too long ago, and seeing all the rituals, it kind of, for me, it resonated and it took me back into being a little kid. So it kind of felt like, I guess, like home in a sense because that, I was raised Catholic and it all made sense. And you know, I did all the everything that you're supposed to do in the Catholic Church. Um, so I can understand why it feels like you're getting closer to God because of the, the I guess, the homey feeling you feel 
when I see it. At least for me, that's what I felt. Amazing. But so I'm, you felt like because you went back, you felt closer to God because no, it reminded you of who you were growing up. I didn't feel closer to God. I, in oh, fact, that's why I left the Catholic Church oh, I because I felt like I'm doing all these rituals. You know, kind of how you say, I'm reading the Bible, I'm, I'm saying all these things, I'm confessing to the priest. I said a thousand Hail Marys and nothing happened. Like, what the heck? And so, so you say you went back to visit recently, right? Yeah. And, and that was a good feeling, you say? No. Oh. It was, it was neutral, but I'm saying going through and seeing all the rituals took me back. And I, I can understand you. why you would, I would feel that way. But okay, I, I didn't you. feel that closer to God. But no. anyway... Going back to what I would say to if you're boxing with God, I mean, you're, 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 you're not, you already won. Not because you're winning against God, but because God already gave us Jesus. And Jesus came to wipe us away all, the, all, all, the, all of our sins. And if we're trying to box with God, God is going to just put Jesus in front of you and said, I already gave you the resolution. Here's, here's my son. If you accept my son, you don't need to box with me. Just, you know, you're, you're angry. You're not angry at me. You're angry with yourself. You're trying to solve a problem that you think I'm responsible for. I think it's typical. Yeah. It's just like, you know, when you're at home, your mom makes it think, makes everything like it's your dad's fault. Your dad this, your dad that. Yeah. When you're an adult, it's the president's fault. But then when you try to awaken spiritually, it's God's fault. You always yeah. want to blame the person who's supposed to save your life. You blame your dad, the that president. So true, man. And then at, at the end of the day, it all comes from that evil spirit that's inside of you that's trying to convince you when really you got to turn around and look at that spirit in the eyes and say, no, you're, you're the problem. Not, nice. not God. Yeah, so you gonna need gotta... some bigger boxing gloves. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Raymond. To the young man who feels that he has to box with God, I would just have to say, just throw in the towel and give up. You're not going to win that war. And how does he throw in the towel? Towel. By admit that he's trying to be God. Oh, have you done that? A lot of times I had done that. Have you done that? Yes. So you're over your anger? Yes, I. You am. have no anger? No. Oh, good. You, when your mama died, your anger left. I believe so. So your anger left when mama died. That's amazing. <laughs> okay, thank you, Raymond. Um, oh, Hassan and then here. And then I want to move on because I want to get to the... And I want to point some stuff out for you, too. Yes. Yeah, just in response, um, I would say that thinking that you're boxing the devil, I mean, boxing God is really you boxing the devil and him making you think you're boxing God with the thoughts and with the imagination of the devil telling you to be better or want to do more or whatever's going on in your life. Or even with this young lady with saying if she takes a drink, she'll just die. It's all these threats and thoughts from the devil that you're boxing those thoughts. And the way to stop is stop playing with them. Stop boxing. Leave the ring. So the, it's, it's, he's making you think it's God, but you boxing with the devil, which is the thoughts. And these ideas. Okay. Let me ask you a question real fast then, Frankie. Did you like the song you heard this morning? Oh, yeah. It was beautiful. Oh, amazing. Nice. You came in late, though, right? We walked in right. Yeah, Mexicans always late. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Born and raised Catholic. Uh, 
spent half my life in the Catholic Church with all the rituals and everything, so I understand. And uh, I had the same kind of mentality, uh, boxing with God. Uh, sometimes I would think I can outthink God, and sometimes I could think if I did something, uh, I could outmanipulate it. And uh, looking back at those times, I, it was because I was very naive and not really grown up, not really... Um, I didn't have any understanding or, or wisdom, you know. It was kind of like a childlike mentality. Um, and, you know, you know, I'm embarrassed to say, you know, I was that way in my, my mid-20s. And it wasn't until I, I kind of just, uh, uh, you know, I, I started being more aware of myself and being still. Have you overcome your anger? Yes. You have no anger? No anger. Nice. No anger. Yeah. And so, yeah. Did you want to have input about all this? Okay. I, um, I, act, I went to Catholic school. And really? my in-laws are, um, have been Catholic for decades. And um, what I found with the rituals is that that was all they were. I didn't know anything about, I, we, I wasn't raised in religion or anything like that, but didn't know anything about God. I, it, it went in, I didn't even understand what yeah. was happening. There's no Bibles, there's no nothing. Um, in terms of the boxing with God part of it, though, I think that that is definitely a losing battle, as many here have said. And I think, I, I believe that the, the best way to overcome the proclivity or the desire to even want to think in that way is to just be still, just to be silent. And it all goes back to the silent prayer. That's everything. It's, it's golden. If you could just be still, not ask for anything, not expect anything, just take a few minutes to breathe, to be aware of your surroundings to get out of your head because thoughts are 100% whether they're good or bad as Jesse has shared doesn't matter they're all lies all the time when I look back on so many areas of my life being new to this work it's 100% truth 100% truth now when I find myself in my head I am so aware of my thoughts. I immediately, sometimes I say, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Get out. And that's all I say. And <clears throat> I'm back in the present. It's so important for me, I have found. And what has been so rewarding and so helpful for me in this new journey is morning and night, the silent prayer, 100%. It's like, it's like being attached to a, 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 a life machine, a life-giving machine. You are saving your own life. The, the Lord has given, God has given you exactly what you need to conquer uh, any vice, whether it's drinking or whatever it is. That's not who you are. It isn't who you are. It's such a, it's such a lie. So once you're able to be still and it's difficult to get there, if it's five minutes, if it's two minutes, just do it and make it, a, make it a habit to do it every single morning and every single night. You will absolutely, um, you will experience the benefits of it. And there's nothing like it. You will have peace. You will overcome. 
You just, all it takes is to be, it's so simple. It's so simple, but it's difficult. Even now when I do it, the enemy wants to come in, and all of a sudden I'm thinking about work stuff and my, my family, my in-laws, my husband, all kinds of thoughts come in. What I want to buy on online. I'm a big <laughs> shopper. It, all kinds of thoughts flood my mind, but the more I do it, the easier it gets, and there's nothing, there's nothing like it. So I would say the silent prayer. Amazing. Quick question. Do you believe you can have perfect peace right here on earth? Yes. <clears throat> why do you believe that? Because why wouldn't you? Well, why don't you have it there? That's a great question. I mean, I feel like peace is settling Speak down. Up for me. I feel like peace is settling down. What does that mean? I don't know what that means yet. No, why did you say that then? Because it's, it's, I guess to me, settling down means it's just less. It's less. Okay. So I, I don't know what less means to me yet. Okay. Do you believe you have perfect peace here on earth while you live it? Do we believe, do we believe that we can have perfect peace? That you could have perfect peace on earth? Um, I would hope so. Do you believe you can? Yes and no. I don't, part of me does, and part of me doesn't. And which part of you believe that? Um, because I feel like it is whatever I make it. You can make yourself have peace? Yes. You can? And so, so why don't you make yourself have peace? Mm. I'm not sure. You're not, you like the hell that you have? Well, no, no, not at all. <laughs> so if you believe you can make yourself have peace, why don't you make yourself have peace? I'm not I'm really not sure. Speak from the chest? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. So, so why do you think you can make yourself have peace? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> you don't know why you think that? No. I understand. Do you believe you can have perfect peace right here on earth? <laughs> why are you living? Uh, yeah. And you do believe it? I do. And do you have perfect peace? No. And so why don't you make yourself have perfect peace if you believe it? I guess I'm, <laughs> I'm choosing to have resentments. Oh. Yeah. It, so you yeah. love your resentments? Um, I think I do right now, even though I will tell you that I don't. That's a... That's a, it's a, it's a warm blanket. That is the honest truth. Most human beings... Almost all, most human beings love their hell. They love their insane world that they live in. It's like a warm blanket. Yeah. And if you try to take it away from them, they'll shoot you. They'll yeah. cut you out. They're like, what the? I love my insane world. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's why I'm here right now, because I have had such a perspective shift about a lot of things over the last few years. And... I don't like the captivity that I'm in ultimately. 
excuse me. But I'm also becoming aware that there's, I've created a comfort in that yeah. for myself. So I'm forcing myself to get up and come here on a Sunday and get dressed and be around human beings and open my mouth and listen to somebody else in effort to shift the needle because I know that spiritually I'm just rotting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's just. Though you love your hell, you do want to overcome it. I do because I've lived parts of my life in the sunlight of the spirit. And I yeah. know that this isn't, I know that if this is, if this is what my life looks like, there's no point. Yeah. <laughs> and That's I, you right. know what I'm saying? And so I, I can't believe that there's no point. Be, so I'm, I, you know, I'm getting into action, even now, though I don't want to. Before I get into <laughs> action with this, this young lady want to tell you how to overcome your hell. Sitting still. I um, recently has ju- I recently just stepped right back into my own hell, so I know exactly how you feel. Where it's you're there, and these thoughts are just inundating. So being able to sit still is is really. I mean, and you feel like you're going through hell just sitting still, but that is probably the only way out of your hell. Otherwise, you'll just be drowning in these thoughts. And sometimes there's these thoughts that we don't even think they're thoughts, but they're thoughts and you're thinking it. So being able to sit in it, see it, and let it go is really, I mean, for me, I mean, I'm speaking for myself because I know I'm going through it my, as we speak. Um, sitting still and seeing your thoughts and being able to sit in your own hell is a way out of hell, really. And to add to that, the beginning of overcoming that, you must overcome anger first. You must forgive. Did your sister tell you that Jesse said you got to forgive mama? Yeah. We had a whole conversation about this the other day. And did did you believe her when she told you that? Yeah. And did you go and forgive your mother? I've forgiven my mother. You told her? Yeah. And what did she say? Well, I think, I don't, I mean, it was kind of a back and forth, and I think it was, I don't really remember specifically, because it was, a, it was I, I don't know, a couple of years ago. A couple home. years ago? Yeah. So have you gone back since your sister told you the right way to do it? <laughs> I like the commentary in the back. And, uh, um, he can't I, help it. <laughs> Pray for him. It's, it's always like, wait, did I, I don't know. I got to think again. I, well, I told her the other day, I've, um, I've forgiven my mother. I don't necessarily like my mother. And so I feel like I'm constantly in a state of trying, like, if I talk to her on the phone, it's like, a, it's like jumping jacks of, like, I feel irritated, hang up, I have to forget, like, I'm constantly, like, just accept her who she is, forgive her, you know, it's like a, ultimately, we're just two different people. She is who she is, and rock on, you know, I don't have any problem with anything she's done in my life, how she raised me, like, it's all groovy, I just just don't enjoy talking to her. 
Did you know you were just like her? Yeah, I said that to my sister too. <laughs> <laughs> I said that's my biggest fear is that I'm becoming the person that bugs me the most. Yeah. Yeah. So you have not forgiven her then? Because you are like her, and the reason you're just like her because you resent her. And that's why you can't stand to talk to her or anything. And you try, but it never works because you have not forgiven her. You know how you can't help yourself? You get angry. You, you want to be fine. You don't want to, all this stuff you're carrying, but you can't help it. You don't want to argue with your mother, but you can't help it. Am I right? Like I don't something. argue with her anymore. I, I, it's she, like something I else is making you get irritated at her. You don't want to be irritated. irritated. Ultimately, and I said this to my sister, ultimately there's a sadness because there's a... How I used to see her as a child and who she is as my mother right now are just... It's like I'm sad that I don't have this person that I thought that I did yeah. when I was 10. Yeah. But I'm also... 45 and like life has moved on. I'm also a mother, so it's like. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> and you do, driven your kids crazy too. Is my daughter crazy? Um, she doesn't like me. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you have done the same thing to her that your mother right. did to you. I, I, I can see that. I yeah. agree. Isn't that amazing? It is. You just create, you. Your mama created you her image. You create your daughter her image. She's going to treat her kids yeah. her image. And it goes on and on and nothing but hell. I, I agree. Yeah. Have you, have you forgiven your mother? And I'll come back. Right here. Um, oh, yes. I love my mom. You, have you forgiven her? Oh, uh, yes. You I'm forgave sorry. your mother? Well, like, what do you mean by do I forgive her? I can't her? hear you. Like, what do you mean by do I forgive her? Have you forgiven her? Have you gone to her and forgiven her? Uh, no, I haven't. Why not? I thought you said you loved her. Why haven't you forgiven her? Well, I really do love my mother. But Then if you love uh, her, you will forgive her. Why haven't you forgiven her? I'm not sure what to forgive her for. Imposing her will on you, making you shy and not able to speak up because she would back you down every time you tried to. Can't you forgive her for that? Yes. And why haven't you forgiven her for that? Um, why haven't I? Uh, well, I think I should. And why haven't you? I'm not sure why I haven't. Maybe I'm just too... Speak up for me. Speak from the chest. <clears throat> yell at us the way you yell at those girls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I don't want to see her hurt in any type of way. You don't want to see her hurt? Yes. But she's hurt you. Well. Yeah. yeah, I just have to speak up. I'm sorry? I just have to speak up. And how would you hurt her by saying, Mother, I'm sorry for resenting you. I realize now you couldn't help yourself. How would that hurt her? Because um, I'm not sure how she would take it. Why do you care how she would take it? You're forgiving her so God can forgive you for resenting her. So why do you care how she would take it? 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't hear you. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Have you forgiven your father for not protecting you from her? Um, no. And why not? Still not sure. Uh, you're not sure? You know. Do you still live with them? Um, I live with my mom. How old are you? 24. You live with your mama? Yes. No wonder you don't want to forgive her. <laughs> She'll put you out. <laughs> what is it like being 24 and living with mama? Um, yeah, I do want to make some changes. Right. So what is it like living with mama at 24? It's still mama. I love her cooking. I love everything about my mom. <laughs> you know, being around her. Just, you love being around her? I love my mom. Though you hate her, you love being around her? I don't hate her. I don't hate her. I don't like something she's done in the past, but that's the past. I don't want to look back to that. But it's still with you. Sure. Am I right? Yes. So it's not in the past. It's right here, right now. When you were growing, was growing up and you asked your father to help you deal with your mother, what would he say? Oh, he was dealing with her, so I, <laughs> I don't think he He, he was dealing with her? Yeah. He had a hard time dealing with her? Oh, yes. I'm sorry? Yes. Oh, so you couldn't ask for help, huh? Mm-mm. He needed your help, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, with the other mic, I want one mic right here. Have you forgiven your father for not protecting you from your mother? Say that again. Have you forgiven your father for not protecting you from your mother? Um, no, I, I never. I mean, I never thought about it. I, I've, I don't have any resentments towards my dad. I don't. I, I suppose I could have a conversation and forgive him for certain things, but I just don't. When you would ask him to help you deal with your mother when you're growing up, hey, tell her to back off, help me deal with her, what would he say? He would have said, I'm already out the door. I can't <laughs> deal with her either. I'm not even in this state. <laughs> I'm going to go. Oh, he didn't live with you guys? Well, he was in and out. He just, he couldn't deal with her either. Yeah. You know, when I look back, it makes a lot of sense. Yep. Agree to disagree, it doesn't matter. I just How did he it. expect a child to deal with their mother when a grown man can't even deal with her? I don't know. I mean, I've looked at both of my parents individually so much through years of therapy and writing, and it's like, I don't know, the fact they uh, didn't even kill each other is a miracle. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I understand. Know. All mothers and fathers going through the same thing. Yeah. There's not one that's not going through that. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so one last thing, and then I got to gotta move on here. When you were dating, you said your girlfriend, come on, we going to my mama's house? Well, yes. What the? <laughs> <laughs> How does that feel when you say, hey, we going on a date at my mama's house? No, we don't go on a date at mama's house. I know, but when you tell her, come on, I'm living with my mama, what does it feel like saying those words and knowing that she see you're 24 years old living with mama? How does that feel to you? Um, it feels that I need to get my stuff together. Yeah. I need to 
get things done, which I feel like I've been doing. You have a job? Um, yes. You have a job? Yes. Oh, okay. So you can afford your own place? Um, not at the moment, but I have a new upcoming job, and I will be able to. Oh, okay. Get two jobs. Yes. Anything can get you out of mama's house. Your daddy lived there, too? No. Oh, he moved a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How about you? Have you gone to forgiving your mother? I have, yeah. What did you say to her? I said, Mom, I forgive you. And what did she say? She said, for what? And I said, oh, um, for being over, overly, like, motherly to me, I guess. Just very uh, overbearing, I guess. Oh, okay. So have you moved out? I haven't, and I'm 30. You have not? That's probably why I'm so mad. No wonder <laughs> you go to that Catholic church. Um, I'm sorry? No wonder you go to oh, that Oh, I know. I was, just, I was like, whoa, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so you live at home at 30. <sighs> <laughs> why haven't you moved out? Um, that's a great question. Well, I just had brain surgery, so like, I can't work right now. Um, but, I mean... It just takes time because I guess I, I don't want to waste time. So that being said, like, I just want to be sure that, like, whatever I do find work in, I want to, like, do it consistently and not get bored. How would brain surgery affect you working? Your work, your uh, that's a great work. question. Well, I have it until April. So, I mean... You have what until April? Disability. Like... Oh, you get a... You have, yeah, they pay me, so... Oh, so so you could get a free check, but you can't go to work. That's facts right there. Uh, I know. And so I'm, it's I'm embarrassed check, to say that. I'm embarrassed, a free but, check preventing you from looking for a job? Um, well, I mean, it's a factor. It's a factor. But, I mean, it does give me uh, time to work on, like, what I want to do. So And I'm not getting paid for that, so that's why it's a little complicated, because... It makes it easier to work on what I wa- what I want to do. Oh, uh, you're, you're working on getting a job? No, like, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like supposed to be. How about working on getting a job? Well, I mean, there's two types of work. You could do where someone pays you, or you could do something where you're the one paying people. So I want to do that, you know. So oh. that being said, I mean, it's just one of those things where I feel like. It's, I'm being more responsible by, believe it or not, <laughs> not working and staying at home and, I guess, saving money and using that money to buy things that I need for what I want to create for my own business. So, so what are you going to do in April when the, when the check runs out? They well, hopefully, hopefully I have built enough and worked on enough where um, I get the gist of what I need to do in a certain amount of time. And so then I could actually work a job. And at that same time, still know what I need to do as far as moving forward my business. Amazing. So it's like you have this free time, figure, figure it out, basically. Oh, okay, you can't figure it out. I'm, I've been figuring it out, actually. It just takes, it just takes time. I mean. And you know why it takes time? Because you can't figure it out. Every human being, try to, we all, myself included, have tried to figure it out, and it doesn't work. You just go round and about in a circle. It never gets figured out. 
because you can't figure it out. But we'll get to that in a minute, okay, all right? Okay. Let me ask a biblical question. Uh, are you familiar with, and welcome back. Thanks. How was your little trip to Canada? It was nice. Oh, yeah? yeah That's really your first nice. time in Canada? Yes. No, you had fun? Yes, I had a lot of fun. Oh. Uh, did they play that song, My Mama Don't Like You? No. Oh, they didn't? <laughs> <laughs> and she likes everyone? I think she likes me. Oh, she do? She does? I think so. Oh, okay. The, you know about the biblical question? Uh, yes. <clears throat> what is sanity? Um, to me, sanity is, uh, somebody said it when they called your show, and it was like the ability to um, discern. And for me, <clears throat> I think discernment can only come from like <clears throat> allowing for things to have space. So like being like a blank slate, allowing for... Speak from chest. <clears throat> allowing for... Yeah, let us we let, you let your boyfriend. Well, I can't really right now. <laughs> um, it's <laughs> the ability to have, like, that space to, um, to discern. So to be like a blank slate, to not really attach yourself to, to things or to people or to ideas and thoughts, to just kind of be um, somewhere, just, just, be, just be in the middle and allow for for like space and discernment and that clarity to kind of just be there instead okay. of having to think all the time. Amazing. Hey, what is sanity? And then right here. And we'll move on. I can't believe this time is going by like that. I'm not nearly where I want to talk about. What is sanity? Uh, um. Well, well, I can I tell you insane. On the, on, what's that? I can tell you insane. <laughs> <laughs> but I can still probably take a stab at it, right? Up um, I think that it's doing what the moment calls for rather than getting ahead or whatever. So how about if the moment calls for you to bother God? Depends on what that means. Because I don't think that it was wrong necessarily for Jacob in the Bible to wrestle with God. And it, to me, that just depends on what it means to box with God. What did it mean when Jacob did it? He physically wrestled with this, uh, with this physical God or, or angel or something. And then the angel broke his hip or something. The, the angel broke Jacob's hip? Or damaged him or injured him so much. Oh. And so you think it's okay to box with God sometimes? It wasn't presented as a bad thing in the Bible. It doesn't. It doesn't say whether it's good or bad. Oh, okay. And I think it's to me, it's kind of like part of us lost people searching and trying to find what the truth is. So what's a clear mind? What is a clear? What's a clear mind? I mean, what is sanity? What's sanity? <laughs> Sanity is hopefully what you arrive at after you've, I think, after you've like sought, after you're seeking God with all your heart and not giving up. Oh, okay. Makes sense? <laughs> the Bible does say, like, he gives you sanity or he gives you good sense. He does. He really yeah. does. Okay. Last word. What is sanity? This is a biblical question. We have this biblical question every week. What is sanity? Got to make sure I don't shake my leg. <laughs> See, now you're um, aware. <laughs> if you practice put, that all day, every day, no matter what, it's going to blow your mind. 
Absolutely. Um, simply put, keep it short, um, not believing in your thoughts. Not believing in your thoughts. Understanding that your thoughts don't belong to you, they don't come from you, and not believing in it. If oh, okay. you do that, you're okay. insane. Uh, I have two more people that want to respond. Duh, and then Franklin. Duh, what is sanity? Sanity happens when you stop doing, when you stop fighting with God and life. Like, for instance, in our head, we try to. So again, this is head, not a contest. Don't do this intellectually. You may do it intellectually for a minute, let it pass. It's just a fellowship. No right and wrong answers. It's just a fellowship, all right? Go ahead. In my, uh, in my life, much like I've heard others, um, I did basically this get angry over and over and over again as if it was going to change the outcome or, you know, there's going to be a different outcome. Um, I was so, I'm so, um, I so identify with myself that, with that thing in me that I think it is me. And it had me doing things that, you know, never been proud of. Um, do you still get angry? I mean, do you have anger? I think I do a little bit. I think I do. Do you have anger? I, I believe I do, yeah. Do you have anger? I believe I do, yes. Oh, okay. And so sanity is what? Sanity is not having anger. Oh, why are you looking silly? <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> you look like you're waiting on me to respond. Okay. You had your hand free? What I, is sanity? Um, you know, for me, what is insanity? Um, or what is sanity? Um, it's the opposite of insane and crazy, like the people I see sometimes on the street. And the closest sane person that I, I can uh, kind of think about are. Uh, uh, some Christians, uh, Jesus, he's, he's sane. sane. He is what a, is sanity? He was a sane man, conscious, no, aware. No, what is sanity? Sanity, conscious, awareness, presence, peace, um, willing to suffer for what is right. Those things they talked about, what a Christian is. That that is my. So you just idea. quote what somebody said it was, or do you know? You asked me is? what sanity was. I'm telling you, it's it's those things to me. Okay. To me. Amazing. What is sanity? Peace, stillness, calmness, discernment, and light. Do you still have anger? No. Um. Right here and then right here. This is the last answer. Uh, yes. What is sanity? Uh, peace of mind. A peace of mind? Peace of mind. Okay. What is sanity? Uh, presence. Being present and acting right in the present moment. What did you say last Sunday when I asked this just at the end of the meeting? Remember? Oh, uh, not being in your thoughts. Like not believing that your thoughts are true. Sanity is a clear mind. That's all it is, a clear mind. And what happens is, what I notice that when you have a clear mind, there's nothing to do. There's nothing to think about. There's nothing to do. 
all this extra stuff you do, make phone calls and go visit, go shopping, go this and talking to yourself, all that ends. And you just simply do what's important, what's in front of you to do. But sanity is a clear mind. And when you, for those who, uh, we've talked about the anger thing, when you go and forgive your mother and your father, God will forgive you. Don't ask for forgiveness because he will be kept and will not forgive. When you, when you go and forgive, you apologize. You are apologizing for resenting your parents. I'm, I'm sorry, mother, for resenting you because you're such a, a, you were an evil woman growing up. And I realize now you can help yourself because I see I can't help myself. I become like you. And I'm sorry for resenting you. Turning me away from my father, whatever it might be, imposing your will. And when you forgive them by saying, I'm sorry for resenting you, you no longer will play God. You stop. And God will change your heart from hate to love because uh, anger is hatred. Hatred is playing God because you're judging yourself and others. You're living in your imagination, right? But when you forgive, God will forgive you, and he will change your heart from hate to love. And there will not be the spirit of anger, which is of the devil, that made a home in you. And then what's going to happen, you know, I was thinking about this after the women's forum on Thursday night, is that once that heart change, you will enter into the kingdom of heaven, and then the light of God will start working on the mind. He said, oh, Nick, read those scriptures that we use. He said, bring, uh, on the Bible Thumper Thursday, he said, bring all thoughts into captivity. The imagination is wicked. The imagination is evil. And in thoughts, there's no truth. And so when you truly forgive, now you have the light of God to fight the darkness of the imagination. But you, as someone just said, you have to let go to it, let it happen. You can't fight with the darkness. You have to go through the darkness. You have to relax in it. And you have to quietly take it. And it's going to be because the darkness is the nature of the devil. It's the ego that made a home in your imagination and in your emotions. Anyone that's into it, when you forgive your mother by just saying, I'm sorry for resenting you, God will forgive you. No matter how she acted about it, what she said, that's on her. If her feelings are hurt, those are not her feelings anyway. It's evil. And she doesn't want to admit that she's wrong. But God will forgive you. And you'll walk away free. Then you will still, because you didn't recognize that you were not your thoughts, you're still going to try to fight with thoughts. But if you don't give up, eventually you'll let go. You'll be all in. And the light will fight the darkness. You will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but your vices won't. Because all vices, no matter whether alcoholic, drugs, no matter homosexuality, lesbian, a pride for man, president, whomever, all vices are of the devil. They're not even yours. They have never been yours. They're not even you. They have never been you. And that's why I'm saying you are not an alcoholic. You have never been an alcoholic. But because they made you say it, you believed it, then to become a part of who you are. But you, are, you just did drink alcohol because you had so much conflict within. You had no peace. And you were trying to find something out here to make you feel better. And the devil told you, you know what, drink some alcohol. You'll feel better. So you drank the alcohol, you felt a little better. Next thing you know, you're addicted to it. But you can never drink enough to get that original feeling back again. 
And then so you go from that to something else. But in all honesty, it's not you at all. It is the nature of the devil going through those things. The real you, the true you, which you have no clue about, is perfect. The real you, the true you, were created in the image of God, and you are perfect already. It's just that you're under a cloud, and you can't see beyond the cloud, and you think that all this garbage and the thoughts and the feelings and all that, you think that's you, and it's not. And so the world tells you, oh, you are HDD. And you're like, yeah, I'm an HDD. And so now you walk around calling yourself an HDD, which is the nature of the devil. You're not an HDD. You're n- all of those bad habits and things, are up. that's the nature of the devil. It's not you. That's why you can't make yourself overcome. Nobody want to be that way. Most people don't like being that way. And those who want to overcome can't seem to overcome it because you have identified with a false you as though it is you. So stop putting labels on these things. It's the nature of the devil. You are possessed by the spirit of the devil until you realize it's not you and it'll start to disappear. It will die and consciousness will come alive and you will rise and you have life. And, and a sound mind, um, uh, uh, sanity is a clear mind. You will have a clear mind because you will no longer identify with the mind of the devil. All thoughts, all the time, about anything is, just, is uh, evil. The good thoughts and the bad ones are evil. It's a setup. They build you up to let you down, to let you down, to build you up. Then you want to go jump off a bridge somewhere. Because it's of the devil. You're possessed. Uh, I was watching this movie. Uh, what's the name of that movie, Hussar? The Chosen. The Chosen, right? And there's a scene in that I saw last night where I guess if Mary was, had demons possessing her. And so I guess he was, she must have been like a slut or something, right, at one point. Yeah. Mary was a slut. Mary Magdalene, not Mary Jesus' mama, right? <laughs> there are more than one Mary in the world. But she was a slut. And, <laughs> and the guys played her, and she played them. But she didn't want to be that way. But that was all she knew. But she was unhappy, had no peace about it. And one day, Jesus went to town, and he saw or she met up with him, and he healed her by causing her to overcome it. And so she became a decent woman because she no longer identified. What was her name when she was a slut? Lilith. Huh? Lilith? I'm sorry? She was always Mary Magdalene. No, but after that, she went back to her original name, which was Mary. And she said, that's not my name. In, that's not my name. I, I forgot what they called her when she was a slut, but it was a slutty name. <laughs> yeah, at the location, they called her another name. And, and she, would re, she would answer to that name, but it wasn't her real name, but because she was a slut, she answered. But when she overcame that spirit of the devil, she went back to being Mary. And she wouldn't even let anybody call anything. She's like, no, I'm Mary. That's not my name anymore. That's not me. Because he brought her out of the darkness of anger, out of her imagination. And she became herself again. And so last night, she, so after that, she followed Jesus around. And, and they were cooking and, and did what ladies should do. 
And so, she, um, so this demon came. They ran upon another man who had a demon in him. And he told Mary something about, oh, you're the same or something like that. Or, or somebody, I forgot what he said, but she believed it. And when she believed it, she started thinking on it. And when she thought on it, she left the camp. She left Jesus and went out to be a slut again because she believed in it. And so Jesus like, where Mary? Like, I don't know. She's gone somewhere. And somebody remembered that the demon had approached her and told her she was the same and that she was no different. And so he sent Simon and some other guy to go get, go get Mary. And so they went and found Mary, and they brought her back to Jesus. Jesus like, Mary, sit down. That's not you. But he said it in a way where she could realize she had bleeded into it again. And then instantly she went back to herself. She realized it wasn't her. Same thing with every human being on earth. You believe lies. You're not those things. It's awful that you can go to a program called Alcoholic Anonymous or any other meeting, and they literally have you stand up and say, I'm a drug addict. My name is Joe, and I'm a drug addict. Everybody applaud at being a drug addict. When they're really just possessed with the demon spirit in the imagination. It's not you. The real you of whom you have no idea about is perfect. The fake you, the false you is imperfect because it's not you. It's the devil in you. Anyone that's shy, anyone that has fear, anyone that worries, anyone that have suicidal thoughts, anyone that's depressed, anyone that grin when they really don't want to grin, anyone that, the people that are trying to help the homeless out there on the street, the homeless are getting worse. They're lining up everywhere, right? Because the people who pretend they're helping them are wicked. And then the homeless people are wicked for accepting that kind of help. They can't see. It's blindness. You can't see. But when you forgive, you will enter the kingdom. But the vices won't enter. But you will. And now you have the power of God to get rid of all the vices if you give up and let him do it. And if you stay with it, you will give up because you would no longer identify with that. And he would destroy every vice that you ever had. Because the vices are the spirit of the devil. And the battle is a spiritual battle. You can't fight spirit. Only the light of God can defeat the darkness. You have to give up and know that it's not you. Even though it sounds like you, it feels like you because it's in the body. But it's just the feelings that come from the devil. The feelings come with thought. But you are already perfect. You are already that. But the world has a grip on you. And they have taught you everything that's wrong. So you've been living wrong. Because you thought the world was telling you the truth. They have been lying to us. And God said that we have to overcome the world. Because the world is not going to let you go. And if you overcome them or you even think about it, they're going to attack you. They're going to say, I remember when you used to be a drug addict. But that's not you, but never you. Because they don't want, the devil's working through them too, and the devil doesn't want any soul to get away. So he'll, he'll, he will make you argue with him inside your imagination, and he'll bring other demons to you inside of others to make you argue with them. Never argue with the devil. That's why I said about all these stupid protests. They, they have no meaning. It's just devils arguing with devils. There are better ways to get issues resolved if you're in the light. But protests don't work, not for the good. Because the ones on the side of 
against abortion think that they are better than the ones who are for abortion. They are judging the abortion people, and the abortion people are judging them, so you have devils fighting. And, and then you have these people, when they make mistakes, they go in the media and apologize, right? Why are you going to apologize to the world? If you offend your brother or sister, go to them and apologize. I was wrong. I'm sorry. And be done with it, right? But the world say, oh, you need to have a press conference. You need to apologize to everybody and tell the basketball players that and everybody. And when you apologize, they still make yourself, oh, now we want more money. And the world never forget because they're judging you. They're of the devil. You don't know you yet. You're up here, but you're living down here in a lower state of consciousness. God said we should have his mind, his mindset. But right now you have the devil's mindset. Anyone that gets angry, period, have the devil's mindset. Because in God, there is no anger. There's no judgment. Nothing but pure love. And the love, you can't feel it. You can't taste it. You can't touch it. You live by it. And you will never be offended by the world around you anymore. There will be never anything that anyone should say to you or do to you to hurt you. Because you have overcome the nature of the devil. And you can see that they can't see, so you're not going to hold it against them. Because they're blind and can't see. It's hard for me to talk about the fat lesbians now from the Black Lives Matter people because I know they can't see. I can disagree with what they're doing. I know they're radical, they're socialists, they've admitted that. But they really cannot see what they're doing. It's stupid to fight over racism. Racism doesn't even exist. It is an illusion from the devil. White supremacy doesn't exist. And the people who accuse you of being a white supremacy or racist, they have hatred in their heart. They're trying to control you. That's why you got to become your own man, your own woman, and let the world go to hell. It's going to hell anyway. <laughs> but you can live on earth in peace amongst the hell and not be affected. You really, as a witness, I'm telling you, and I'm black and slow. And I'm telling you the truth, but you got to forgive your parents first, especially your mama, because your mother recreated your, her image. Any man that has anger is a woman. Did you know that? What do you think about that? I never thought about that. I'm sorry? I never thought about that. Did you notice that when you get angry, you act just like your mama or your girlfriend or something? You, you, you're feeling the same way, acting the same way, trying to win. Yes. That's a woman's nature. And it's not her nature, but it's the nature of the devil that made a home in her. And she can't help it. So you got to forgive your mama. And if she get mad, that's on her. If she cry, that's on her. If she lay down and die, that's on her. It had nothing to do with you. And if she dies, since your mama, your mama black, right? Yes. Okay. Here's a really nice clue. If she die, will you apologize for resenting her? Let her die and say, oh, mama did. She did. And there's some insurance paper in the kitchen right next to the knives and the forks. forks. So go and get those paper, turn them in, collect the money, and buy yourself a house. And have a cheap funeral in a little wooden box. <laughs> because at the funeral home, <laughs> at the funeral home, they're going to try to convince you, oh, you need white gloves, 
You need a bunch of flowers. You need people to carry the casket. You need a beautiful car carrier. They're making money off you. The reason I know that because somebody I know died, and I had to handle the funeral. And when I went in there to the funeral home, they offered me the most expensive thing in there. You need flowers. You need gloves. You need this. I'm like, I don't want all that. Isn't that like a cheaper way here? I just want to bury this person. And they're like, oh, if you have, every time we offer this, they said, if you were a woman, the women accept that. They literally told me that at the funeral home. They said the average woman accept all the flowery stuff and the expensive casting and the beautiful stuff. She, and they, they, she, so they said, if you were a woman, you would have said, I don't want that. And then you made no sense to spend all your money and the person going into the ground. You know what I mean? All they want to do is get buried, burying them. But putting all jokes aside, which is true, though, you got to forgive her so God can forgive you and have no expectation that she's going to apologize. Don't have any expectation. God will forgive you and you will enter into the kingdom of heaven and then he will give you a clear mind. And a clear mind doesn't happen easily because you have already identified with the mind and the feelings. So you think it's you. It's you. Had you never identified with thoughts and feelings, it would be easy to overcome just like that. But it, the pain of going through it feel like you're dying. But that's the devil is dying. And he doesn't want to let go. What do you think about all that? I'm sorry? I, yeah. I, I, it's nice to listen to all of this. Yeah. It makes sense, huh? It does. If someone had told you this when you were a little girl, don't be angry. Mama can't help it. You would, never go, you would not have gone through the hell you've had to deal with. But nobody told you anger is evil. You're judging. If they had said, forgive Mama, she can't help it, and protecting you from it, you would be free already. You would not have to suffer like this. And in all honesty, the real you is not suffering. It's the fake you, the nature of the devil. So forgive your mother and do the silent prayer. Did your sister tell you about the silent prayer? Yeah, I've done the silent prayer. Well, stay with that. Yeah. And because she already did it. She did it already. She has it already. And you are not your thoughts. All thoughts, except for practical thoughts. You got to go to work. You want to start a business. Those are practical thoughts. And when you're done with those tools, you put them down, but you don't live by them. All right? So all thoughts, all the time, it's of the devil, not of you. No such thing as a true thought. If the devil can make you feel good, he can make you feel bad. He can make you feel bad, he can make you feel good. That nature is of the devil. I'm telling you, you need a clear mind, and God will give you a clear mind. And in a clear mind, perfect peace. Oneness with God, you're one with God. You're not all these minds and thoughts and feelings. You're one with him. You're not divided from him any longer. You're one with him. And it's amazing to live that way. Any questions about that? No. Yeah. So forgive your mother. Hey, mother, I'm sorry for resenting you. I know what it's like. I become like you. I don't want to be that way. I'm, I'm wrong for judging you. And you'll be set free. All right. And then you would be able to talk to her or not talk to her. You wouldn't feel anything about it. You wouldn't feel guilty if you didn't talk to mama. Or you wouldn't feel angry if you do talk to mama. Even if you talk to her and she's crazy, you would know that she can help it. So it wouldn't be personal. Yeah, I don't, 
Yeah. And from this day forward, do what you want, but never call yourself an alcoholic again. You are not an alcoholic. You've never been an alcoholic. They lied to you. I've, I don't want to have this conversation because it's... Uh, I will just say this. I've watched thousands of people over the entire world from different backgrounds and different experiences and, you know, lying on the floor in jails, institutions. And the program is a spiritual program, and God is at the center of it. And whatever anybody needs to do to get sober is what they need to do. And if they need to identify as something... As a stepping point, well, you don't just want to be. I just don't so- want to get into this here. You don't want to be sober. You want to be free. God created you to be free. Uh, no, I, I understand to, that. I understand because you that. could be sober but still miser- miserable, and not free. He wants you to be that. free. I'm not telling you go out and take a drink. I'm just encouraging you not to identify yourself as an anything as anything. Well, I also know that it's a. Uh, there's a spiritual sickness tied into the, the physical allergy and mental obsession, which would be the mind, which is the devil, which is what you're talking about. Yeah. And I've, I understand that very clearly. And my own personal experience is my own to know. It. I don't really care anybody's opinion of it. And I know when I get to a certain point where my head goes, and I know that it's a spiritual battle, and I know... As sure as I'm sitting here, whether anybody agrees with me or not, if I drink it, I will kill myself. So that's we don't do it then, right? And no. so I, I, I don't, I don't think it's appropriate that I even brought it up in this space because it's this isn't. Uh, no, it's a fine. It's, it's just uh, I don't want people but, to. You know, you're not ready. Yeah, for, I mean, I don't, I don't but, walk around in my life with every single thing that I do and identify that as right. myself. But I'm very, very clear of my physical allergy to it and and the spiritual nature of it and I really don't care anybody's opinion about it because I know what it is for me well forgive your mother and God will forgive you he said before you enter into the kingdom of heaven within you must forgive because an unforgiving spirit is the nature unforgiving heart is the nature of the devil and the devil will never enter into the kingdom nor will his children so forgive her and and stay with the prayer and just one step at a time. Right. right? Yeah, I can, I, like, I can get down with that. Okay. Any questions? Um, what is the silent prayer? Um, the silent prayer, you know, um, it's, God said to be still and know him. You know how people do the hoop and the holly, oh, Lord, save me, help me, uh, help my mama, help my daddy. Oh, Lord, I need a house, I need a, this and that. All those prayers are vain prayers. It's a waste of time. You're praying to the devil. Because we don't know what we want, and we don't know what to pray for, right? So we be still, and the Holy Spirit will intercede for us. He will pray in the Spirit for us, and it will be perfect. So you learn to just sit still, and, and don't be praying to the devil, because when you pray like that, you're praying to the devil. Be still and let the Holy Spirit, spirit to spirit, pray for your behalf. In the silent prayer, we show you how to do that. www.silentprayer.video is on a YouTube channel. So you want to learn so you can, oh, this, this, this is your mind, this is you. You've been living one with the mind, which is of the devil. Thinking that it's you and no one told you that it's not you. 
and you've been trying to go around in a circle trying to figure things out. And all you're doing is getting an answer. You're consulting with the devil about problems that you have. You're consulting with the devil. And all he does is give you more problems. He never gives you a solution. It sounds like it's the right solution, but it ends up being another problem. And so you're just doing that with God. This is you. God will bring you out of the imagination of the devil, the darkness of the devil, right? And he will keep you present with him. He's not in the past. He's not in the future. He's right here all the time. But if you're in your mind about things, you're with the devil, either in the past, which doesn't exist, or the future, which doesn't exist. God is a present God. Satan is a time and past God. He's of time, and God is not of time. So do the silent prayer. It'll show you how to do it on the thing. And so you can come out of thoughts, and you'll be fine. All right? Okay. Any other question? No. Any question? I was just going to comment that I, I, the Catholics, we believe in, or not we, I'm not Catholic, but in asking for things, in asking for things. That's why nobody get better. For like 30 minutes to an hour. <laughs> you know how many things you can think of? Like, I know. Uh, well, man, yeah. well, do the silent prayer. Forgive your mother, man. Do the silent prayer. And your father, too. Father and mother, if you have it. Most adults do not resent their mo- fathers. They resent the mothers because it's the mother who turned them away from the father. And when you're turned away from your earthly father, you're turned away from God. Whether he's a weak father or a strong father, if you don't love your earthly father, meaning don't resent him, you would never know God. You know about him, but you would never know him. How can you say you love God and who you never see and hate the son? All men represent their sons of God. They may be turned away. They may be out in the wilderness, but they are truly sons of God. And then they, some of them, they learn and realize they turn back to their father by forgiving and that's where you can live. But if you don't love your earthly father, you cannot love God. It won't happen. All right? You can't hate the son and love the father. So if you love your mother, you love your father, go and forgive them. They couldn't help it. Then you have real love. Because right now you have beta love, emotional love. All right? Beta. <laughs> and, uh, so let me do this. Read those uh, scriptures for me. I got to give out the... Uh, it's so amazing to have a clear mind. Sanity is a clear mind. It really is. Just simple as that. You're in the light, so naturally the mind will be clear because you can see. All right? Read those scriptures that we use Thursday or baby, I mean, or Bible Thumper Thursday. Yeah, here's some scriptures uh, on the Bible warning of the evil of thoughts. Uh, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5. Cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Romans, y'all hear Nick? Okay. Romans 12, 2. Uh, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amazing. And one more here. Proverbs 4, 23. Be cautious about what you think. Your thoughts run your life. Don't use your mouth to tell lies. Don't ever say things that are not true. Amazing. Isn't that mind-blowing? All thoughts are all lies all the time. Thoughts are dark, and they are wicked, and they are emotional, and they are evil. So stop identifying with thoughts. You're not your thoughts. You don't create thoughts. They are not from God. Your mind cannot conceive God at all. 
So don't even try. He's nothing like what you imagine that he is. He's nothing like what you think that he is because all thoughts are from the devil. And the devil lies. All right. So a brand new biblical question for this week. Brand new. Why do you get involved with your problems? Why do you get involved with your own problems? Why do you get involved? Why do you get involved with your own problems? Uh, because they won't let me. Uh, <laughs> they they won't uh, let me forget about them. They won't let you forget about them. That's why you get involved with your own problems. Not that I want to, but it seems but like you I, get involved because they won't let you forget about them. Yeah. All right. Why do you get involved with your own problems? I don't get involved with my own problems anymore. However, before coming into this knowledge, I got involved with my problems because I thought that I could find a resolution for them. Amazing. That's the biblical question for this week. Why do you get involved with your own problems? Amazing, huh? One last person want to respond to that in the red shirt there, yeah. Why do you get involved with your own problems? Gosh, you ask the hardest questions. Uh, why? Because I guess you don't trust God. No, you. Why do you get involved with your own problems? Because I guess I don't, do not trust God completely. Okay. I, if you trusted God, you would let go of your problems and not be so overthinking or over-anger or okay. over-emotional. All right. Well, suffer until you're ready to do the silent prayer. Okay. <laughs> so you. that's the biblical question. Why do you get involved with your, with your own problems? All right. And there are a lot more I can say about that, but we'll hold it for a week. And if the Lord is willing, we'll deal with it next Sunday. I hope that this was helpful today. And I'm encur- I want to encourage you to become your own man, your own woman. No matter how, what else, anyone else think about it, what they say about it, let them do what they want. You can't do anything about their lives that you cannot do anything about your life. So I want you to encourage you this year to work on being aware. Work on being aware, keeping your mind where your body is, not lost in the past or the future. Stay present. If you have to go in and out of those thoughts a thousand times a minute, stay with it, knowing you're not your thoughts. Be aware of your surroundings, all right? And things will happen. But you got to work on it. You just can't lay back and roll down the hill and not do, put the brakes at all on. You got to put the brakes on. You got to slow down. And start working on you. And life is, real life, up here life is amazing. Down here life is hell. So you can either have paradise or hell on earth. You can't have both. You only have one or the other, all right? So go and forgive. I'm sorry for resenting you. I realize you couldn't help it. Whatever, right? And don't have any expectation. And life is amazing. Thank you all for tuning in. I do appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow on the radio show. Oh, we have a surprise this week for the radio show, I think. I think it's this week. A brand new something coming up. And thank you all. I hope that this helped today. All right. Thank you.